I want to look a little bit today. I'm not even really sure how to how to title this or how to uh, start it necessarily, but I wanted to look a little bit today at uh, devotion. Um, so let's go ahead. I don't really have a Bible verse necessarily to start out with, but one one thing I I think that we 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 get confused with devotion is uh, duty. And so I guess if I needed to kind of title this or kind of summarize it, I want to look today at the, at the difference between our duty and our devotion. Um, this started the, uh, what was it, probably six weeks or so ago when Ken Dean came over and he mentioned the Proverbs 4.23. It says, keep thy heart with all diligence. And uh, diligence I think is, is, is something that's lacking, and I think it's lacking in our, in our Christian lives today because we lack devotion to Christ, because we get caught up in our duties to what we think is our duty to Christ, but I think what we often get confused is our duty a lot of times is misplaced as a duty to more the church or to the other people around us, and we get, we get caught up in a Martha and Mary type situation um, you know, there are definitely duties that need to be done, but they need to be done with the right heart, and that's where I believe our devotion to Christ comes into play rather than our duty as a Christian comes into play here. Um, let's just go ahead and start out. Let's look at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I've got a lot of verses here. I just not real sure how the Lord wants me to kind of lay, lay this out this morning, but we'll start at Ecclesiastes chapter 12. Let's look at verses 13 and 14. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Let us listen of the whole matter for this duty of man. For every thing, whether it be good or evil, we do have we do have duties that we that we have to fulfill to God, and that's and that's I think that's understood. I mean, uh, we have we have duties that God does require of us that need that we need to fulfill. Um, so I'm not saying by any means that there's not duties and there's not things that we need to do, but the definition of duty uh, I looked it up. It says a moral or legal obligation, a responsibility. And a lot of times duties can become burdensome and, 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 and feel heavy and uh, like things that need to be done rather than things that we want to do. Micah 6.8, we all know it says, He hath showed thee, O man, what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. So, not everything that he requires of us is things that need to be physically done, but there are, there are things that he does require of us as a duty, to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with thy God. I mean, that's, 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 those are good things. That's great. I, that's, I'm not arguing against anything like that. But then you look at the definition of de devotion, and devotion said, uh, the definition of devotion is love, loyalty, or enthusiasm for a person, activity, or cause. 
Now, the biggest thing I see there that, that is probably the difference between devotion and duty is enthusiasm and, and love. Um, a duty, I think of it like a, like a soldier. Duty is what causes a soldier to sign up for the military. Duty is what they feel they need to do, something they need to do. They owe to their country, to their fellow citizens, something like that. Duty is what gets them onto the battlefield. But then devotion is what makes it important to them. Devotion is what makes somebody willing to give their life for something. Not necessarily duty. Duty might be the start of it. And I think that's important to keep in mind is that our Christian life, there should be duties, but that should just be the start of our Christian walk. And eventually that needs to be replaced by devotion to where we're no longer doing it out of duty, but because we have a love or a loyalty or an enthusiasm for Christ. Abraham Lincoln in his Gettysburg Address, uh, he said that from these honored dead, we take increased devotion to that cause for which they here gave the last full measure of devotion. It doesn't say that, he, that they gave the last full measure of duty. Every one of them had an obligation. They felt they had a duty to be in that battle. But devotion is what caused them to give their lives for our country. And Lincoln nailed it on the head when he said devotion and not duty. Because that's what kept them there when in the, the worst of times, the worst of circumstances, knowing that they were going to die. So do we have devotion for our Savior? Or do we have a duty to our Savior? And I, that, like I said, I think the two often get mixed up. But what we need to have is a devotion for our Savior. We, 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 we have little pamphlets back there that are called our morning devotions. And it just, it's a word that gets you know, caught up in our everyday language. But why is it called a morning devotion? Because those who read it are devoted to something. And yet, I think a lot of times, our daily Bible reading becomes a duty and not a devotion. Our coming to church becomes a duty, not a devotion. You name it, Sunday school, nursery, whatever it is, becomes a duty, not a devotion. Duty has a lot of the flesh in it. Our, our, it becomes, we start out, our flesh says, this is something I need to do. And in and, 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 and kind of a weird way, I think this is this ties in a little bit to, to what pastor has been saying and what was preached on in the, in the, um, at the Labor Day meetings about the presence of God versus the power of God. Our flesh, our duty wants the power of God. We want that because we feel it will help us in our daily walk. It feel, we feel like it'll help us get through our duties. That power of God, it, it's, it's, it's something that, that we feel we need every day. But having the presence of God in our life is something that maybe we're a little bit afraid of because we're not sure if we want to just have a little bit of responsibility, a little bit of obligation to the Lord, or if we want to be truly devoted to him. And by the, by the, time, by the time we have the presence of God in our life instead of the power, or in, in order to have the presence of God in our life, we need to have devotion. I don't think there can be I don't think there can be the presence of God in the truest sense in a, in a Christian that just wants to fulfill an obligation or it feels like they're fulfilling a responsibility. 
The presence of God is going to come on us when we are devoted to him, when we have a love or a loyalty or an enthusiasm that is above and beyond our duty. Let's look at uh, let's look at Jeremiah 9:23. Jeremiah chapter 9 and verse 23. Jeremiah 9, verse 23, and actually 24 as well. Thus saith the Lord, let not wise men glory in his let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord with which exerciseth loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, saith the Lord. The man that glories in his wisdom, or that glories in his might, or in his riches, is a man that is fulfilling his duty to the Lord. And, and, and he might think that through these things that the Lord has indeed blessed him, but he thinks that the Lord is using him for these things. His, it's his duty because he's wise to use that wisdom for the Lord. It's his duty because he's, uh, because he's a mighty man to use that might for the Lord. It's his duty uh, to use his riches for the Lord. But that's not what the Lord is desiring. The Lord is desiring the man that is devoted to Christ. Let not, let him, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me, saith the Lord, that I am the Lord. You can't understand and know somebody if all you're doing is fulfilling a duty. In order to understand and know somebody, you have to be devoted to that person. And that's, I think, a lot of our marriages today are built more on duty than on devotion. And our churches are built on duty and not devotion. Christ doesn't want our riches. He doesn't want our strength. He doesn't want our anything. All he wants is us to be devoted to him. And then he can use whatever he wants or nothing if he wants of us. In devotion, our own desires are put aside and the desires of Christ become the utmost importance. And we, you have a, a longing to do something for somebody that you're devoted to where as opposed to a, well, you know, we all know how it is when you feel like you have to do something for somebody just because you have to. Well, it's usually family. <laughs> well, so-and-so needs me to go jumpstart their car again. Wish you'd just get a car that would work right instead of always depending on me. You know, something like that. That's duty. Devotion is completely different than that. Devotion has no qualms with being used. Devotion desires to be used. And devotion doesn't complain when we do get used. I have a feeling that a lot of people don't want devotion to the Lord. They don't want the presence of the Lord in their lives because they're afraid of the responsibility that comes with it. Well, if I'm completely devoted to the Lord, where is that going to leave time for me? 
And that's a heart problem right from the beginning. And that that's, you can't have devotion to the Lord until you're completely put aside. Until then, it's just duty. And it's a responsibility and an obligation. But somebody who's devoted to the Lord doesn't have any devotion left to themselves. Christ doesn't want hyphenated Christians. I'm a Montana Christian. I'm a, uh, uh, a strong Christian. I'm an uh, independent Baptist Christian. He wants everything before Christian to be dead. That the only thing that we've come before the Lord as is a Christian. You have, you know, hyphenated Americans. I'm a German American or whatever. He doesn't, he doesn't want any of that. He doesn't want any part of your old person left. When somebody says that they're a German American, they're claiming part of that old heritage and part American. That's not what Christ wants. He doesn't want any part of Clinton. I'm a Clinton Christian. doesn't do God any good because I'm still clinging on to a piece of myself that I, that I am proud of or that I feel deserves some recognition. Christ doesn't have any of that, doesn't want any of that. There's no, there's no hyphenations in devotion. I am Christ and Christ alone. And my, my, my strength, my glory, is in Christ alone. Not in anything I have, not in anything I can do, not in any action I can perform. Devotion comes in glorying in something completely apart from ourselves. I, it, it doesn't matter what used to be. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It doesn't matter how I talk. All that matters is Christ. <clears throat> Let's look at Psalm 119 and verse 97. Psalm 119 and verse 97. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. Duty gets through the chapters of the Bible, the pages of the Bible that they need to that day, and then goes and does self. Devotion meditates on it all day long. Oh, how I love thy law. Not, oh, how I like reading four chapters a day so that I can get through the Bible in a year. Oh, how I love thy law. It is my meditation all the day. I desire it. A big part of devotion is desire not to self, but to Christ. Meditation because we want to. Because we, lo because we love it. Not because we have to. You don't have to turn there. Everybody is familiar with the verse. But John 4, 24. <clears throat> God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. A duty, when we're fulfilling a duty and only a duty to the Lord, without devotion, with, with, with self, we're not worshiping him in spirit 
and in truth. We're worshiping him in deed, in deed only. But when we have a devotion to God, we can worship him in spirit and in truth that can't be fulfilled through just simply doing a, a, a deed, for the, even if it's for the Lord. I mean, so many, so many Christians, myself included, I mean, I think we've probably all been there where we've found ourselves doing something good and something right, but not with the right heart, not for the right reason, but just to do it or because we feel like we have to. There's nothing wrong with reading, you know, four or five pages of your Bible a day so that you can get through it in a year. There's nothing wrong with that in and of itself. But God doesn't desire us to read through our Bible in a year. God desires us to meditate on his word day and night. And that might mean starting to read your four or five pages a day, getting a, hearing a verse and just stopping, and just letting the Lord work on you with that one verse until you feel that he is allowing you to move on to something else. But sometimes the Lord will just take that verse and just put it in your heart and you're just choked up, held up, whatever the word is, you're just desiring that one verse at that moment. And when that happens, that's amazing. But don't let our duty of getting through the Bible in a year hinder God's ability to work in us the way he wants to. That's not important. The getting through the Bible in a year is not important. Dwelling and meditating and desiring God to work through his word is what's important. <clears throat> Devotion is so important. It's, Devotion is what takes us from, from just simply reading the Bible and coming to church and doing what we need to do to Psalm 51, to um, Colossians 3, 4, where it says, Christ, who is our life. Devotion is what takes us to Romans 12, 1, where we become a living sacrifice. We can't become Psalm 51 or Romans 12, 1 Christians by simply performing a duty. You just can't do it. There has to be something in there that breaks down our self and leaves nothing of our own self, of our own time, of our own money, of our own desires, and completely puts those away so that we are devoted to Christ. And then and only then can we, can we truly live a Psalm 51 life or become a living sacrifice for God. A duty can never become a living sacrifice. Along with a fear of more responsibility, I think uh, becoming a devoted Christian, living the devoted life, means putting a trust in God that makes us uncomfortable at first. It pushes us to the edge of our own comfort, of our own trust, and over the edge of that to where we are free-falling, trusting that Christ will catch us. A, a duty will take you to the edge of your comfort and you'll say, well, that's as far as I can go right there. I can't tithe anymore. I can't serve anymore. I can't do any, give any more time because that's right where I'm at right there. Duty checks the check, looks at the checkbook before you write your tithe check. Devotion 
writes your tithe check, and then starts worrying about it after that because it's, well, it doesn't worry about it after that because it trusts the, the Lord. That's devotion. Duty can only take you so far, and then devotion is the step past that. Right here to where you don't know what's going to be the next step. I can't see over the edge of this pulpit. If I drop something, I don't know if there's a ledge there to catch me or not. But with devotion, that's not important because we know that Christ is always there. Like I said, devotion writes the, the, the tithe check without worrying about it. It does what it needs to first and trusts the, trust the Lord after that. <clears throat> Being over at the, the beehive this morning, I thought, you know, that's... It, it brought a picture to my mind that I think really illustrates well the difference between duty and devotion, and that's children taking care of their aged parents. I have talked to people, and, they've, and, and you know, they say, well, I got, I'm taking care of mom now. She can't take care of herself. And uh, Well, you know, that's really nice of you. Well, it's, I have to. It's my duty. Uh, I, I'm, I have to. And they're doing it, and that's great. They're taking care of things. But then you get people who say, yeah, you know, mom's not doing so well. I've got to take care of her now. And you say, well, that's, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that you're doing that. I'm glad that she has you there. You know, and they, and they give a, an answer that just completely, you can tell that they are doing it because they want to, because they desire to. They realize what their parents did for them for so many years, and they understand that what they're doing now is just a little bit that they can do to give back. Some people take care of their parents out of, out of duty. Some, parents, some people take care of their parents out of devotion to them. The work's getting done either way. They're being taken care of either way, but the spirit in which it's done is the difference. And, and usually duty is pretty loud to let everybody know that it's doing its duty. Yeah, I'm a Sunday school teacher. Nobody else was there to do it, so I took it up. You know, I'm doing my job for, for the Lord. Duty, it usually has a loud mouth. Devotion is quiet and calm, soft-spoken, you wouldn't know devotion by the noise it makes. You know devotion by its actions. And you know devotion because you see it in the, in the, in the life of that person. A lot of times the person who says that they're, that they're taking care of their parents, not out of duty, doesn't really have much to say. It's just they're, they're doing it and they don't mind doing it. They don't care about themselves and their own lives at the moment. They care about taking care of mom. <clears throat> let's look uh, so anyway I mentioned earlier that, that a big part of devotion is diligence and, and uh, Brother Dean mentioned Proverbs 4.23 and it just stuck, stuck with me diligence means careful and persistent work or effort so diligence is a big part of devotion. Careful and persistent. It's not, not loud and obnoxious. Duty is strong, powerful, just like the power of God that you're talking about. It's strong and powerful. But diligence, devotion, doesn't demand attention at all. The presence of God in our life 
will have a completely different feeling than the power of God. And it's just, it rests rather than commands. It rests with us. It dwells with us. It, you know, it's just like an old married couple that have been married for 50 years. They just sit there. And you know that they know each other's there. They're not necessarily talking. They're not demanding anything of each other. They're just enjoying each other. My grandparents have been married for like 60 years or something close to that, and it's, uh, I, I just enjoy being around them. They're just pleasant people. They're Seventh-day Adventists. doesn't matter. I just enjoy being around them. They've been married for a long time. They understand each other. They love each other. They love their children and their grandchildren and their great-grandchildren. And that's, that's, that's like the, the presence of God in us and, and that diligence that comes with devotion and, and devoting our lives to Christ will be a diligence that it's not busy work. It's comfort to be diligent for the Lord. It's comforting knowing, knowing that, that, that we have that presence of God with us. It's comforting. It's not demanding. Let's look at uh, 2 Peter chapter 1 on, on this real quick. 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter 1. And read a few verses here, starting in verse 3. <clears throat> According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity." For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from old sins, from his old sins. Wherefore the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Diligence showed up twice there in, those, in, the, in that passage. And I just, I mean, verses 5 and 6 there about, beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, and to virtue, knowledge, and to knowledge, temperance, and to temperance, patience, and to patience, godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. We start out with faith. And if we just let duty be everything that guides us, we'll never get to charity, to brotherly, uh, we'll never get to charity. We may get a little ways into that. You know, knowledge, a lot of people desire godly knowledge, and duty, I think, could get us there. But look how much extra there is after knowledge that the Lord has for us. But we have to be diligent in our devotion. Because God has a big, he's just got plans for us that if we get caught up and stop just at knowledge or just at, you know, virtue or, or temperance, we're missing things that the Lord has for us. 
In verse 11, For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That entrance, I mean, it's, it's, it's ministered unto us abundantly. And it says into the everlasting kingdom, but we can have that entrance uh, working abundantly in us here now. If we'll let duty, put duty aside, be diligent in our, in our devotion to Christ, and, and not stop at what we think is the best, and not stop at what we think is enough, but let Christ have his complete work in us. Just, uh, you know, it just goes, falls right along in line with what has been preached, and I think what will be preached here, what the Lord's doing in this church about putting ourselves aside, and we've got to put aside that duty. We're a small church. Everybody has things that they need to do here. But that can't be the focus is just to do them just because we have to. Our duty needs to be a, a product of our devotion. And we need to be diligent to let the Lord... To, to, we need to be diligent to cast aside ourselves every day and not let our flesh ever get control of, this, of, of us, of, our, of ourselves and... And, and let that take the place of our devotion. So, just, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got more verses, but I think I'll just stop right there. Let's just try living a devoted life for Christ. I can't try. I guess let's just let the Lord, I don't know. Sometimes, I was thinking about this the other day, and I, I was trying to think up the right words to say, and it's funny, the Lord just stopped me and said, Clinton, don't get too fancy with me. Sometimes our words are a, a, can be a burden, can be a stumbling block trying to say the right thing. And he said, Clinton, just don't get too fancy. I know, what I know, and you know, and that's all that matters. You don't have to come up with the right word to say anything. Our devotion to Christ doesn't have to be told to anybody, and we don't have to try to use the right words. Just, he said, just don't get too fancy with me, Clinton. So, all right, that's that's all I've got. <clears throat>